At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome into our great new affiliate out in Nashville. We're happy to be a part of 94.9, the fan in Nashville. And to everybody out there, again, this show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke. We know it's a great sports town out there in Nashville. A lot of fans out there who love to uh, love to bet, make plenty of wagers on not only all local sports, but across the country. And that's what we're here to help help you do so we could not be any more excited to be a part of 94.9 the fan a part of that VEASAN family and hey we're just going to keep expanding and that's our plan and hopefully we can get you some good tips and good bets and that's what we're looking forward to doing tonight and to help us out do just that well we're going to welcome on Adam Burke our guy Adam will be with us in 30 minutes VEASAN's betting analyst will be talking all things baseball he does his write-ups every single day and I know he's got a few games that are making his board tonight so not only will we get his individual plays we'll kind of get an update in terms of that futures market at this point in the season as we're getting toward the end of June before Adam will also welcome on Dan Leach you know him you love him always bringing the energy and always pretty much betting every single sport it seems so Dan actually cashed in on the U.S. Open this past weekend we'll get his story and kind of his background into handicapping and why he went the way he did and we know he's He's betting plenty of baseball tonight, and I'm sure he's got some angle on Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, which we'll expound on a little bit more so in the show 45 minutes from now. I'll go into the overall game, where the lines open, where they've moved to, the updated series prices, and we'll look at a couple of props that may stand out for you this evening. But to kick things off, I want to talk about a few baseball games myself. Now, I got one play that I did make, one official play, and we'll begin with that, and then we'll get into some of the action across the diamond, specifically here in Chicago, because as you know, we're always broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. But let's go ahead and get this first game, kick it out to the West Coast, where we got the Angels taking on the Royals. Now, last week we faded this Royals pitcher, and it was a sweat. It was a sweat for sure, but it came through, and we're hoping a similar type of bet can happen once again. Maybe a little bit more sweat-free, ideally. But with the Royals, they're throwing out Chris Bubich out on the bump. The southpaw has been struggling, to say the least. Granted, in that outing against the Giants where we faded him, he actually did fairly well, but luckily his bullpen kind of imploded toward the end. But this season, his overall numbers, he's 0-4. All right, He's got an ERA of 8.36. 
a FIP of 5.66. So you see the correlation there, right? You see the ERA, and sometimes it's not a true indicator, but then the FIP really tells you what it should be, and obviously we know 5.66 ain't too solid. He's got a whip, walks, and hits per innings pitched of 1.89. Heck, when we were talking about it last week, it was over 2. 17% home run to fly ball ratio. You want that average to be at 10%, so we certainly... Not in the right realm in that region. A BABIP, meaning batting average of balls in play, of 345. League average is 300. He's walking about six guys per nine innings and has a skill interactive ERA, a.k.a. a Sierra, of 5.23, really what his true ERA should be. Those numbers are telling you, as we know, that Bubich is probably not a reliable pitcher in any situation, especially on the road, where he struggles even more, posting a 9.72 ERA, a 4.28 weighted on base average, and a 5.17 FIP. So again, I'm throwing all those numbers out there, but long story short, Bubich, not a good pitcher as of this point. What about on the side of Los Angeles? The Angels are throwing out Noah Syndergaard. And Syndergaard has kind of had a back-and-forth year. He's really struggled on the road, but where he has had some success has been at home, where he's got an ERA of 1.48, a 2.34 Woba, meaning the weighted on-base average, and a 3.43 FIP. So again, he's been a lot better at his home ballpark as opposed to traveling on the road. His overall numbers, he's 4-5, 353 ERA, 372 FIP, 118 on his walks and hits per innings pitched. And then his Sierra is concerning at 4.39. But again, I think a large part of that has to do with just his splits and his struggles away from home. What about the bats, though? What can we expect in these specific splits with the offense? Well, the Angels going up against a lefty tonight. Is that favorable for them? Not particularly. If you're actually looking at the overall stats, they have not thrived against lefties. But where they get a tad bit of a boost, just like Syndergaard does is at their home ballpark. So the Angels at home versus lefties get an increase in their splits. 705 OPS versus Southpaws at home. 323 Babbitt, 312 Woba, and a weighted runs created plus of 103. So 100's kind of that flat line average or three points above the league average. So not too shabby for the Angels against Southpaws at home. As for Kansas City, they're going against Cindergard, who's a righty, and against righties, Kansas City this year, they got an OPS of 664, a BABIP of 288, a WOBA of 294, and a WRC plus of 90. So remember, again, that's 10 points below that average line of 100. So again, the advantage, you would think, goes to the side of Los Angeles. All right, what about the bullpen, though? As we get later in the game and we move away from these starters, how are these bullpens looking? The Royals have a very sketchy bullpen. They got an ERA collectively as a 4.61 spot and a whip that ranks dead last at 30th in the league, 1.50. Not, not good at all. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to be back in the Royals late in the game, especially with an offense in Los Angeles that obviously features studs such as Otani and Mike Trout, who throughout his career has been going nuts in the month of June, and he's starting to pick it up as of late. The Angels' bullpen, I've always kind of been harsh on them, and rightfully so, but with Joe Madden out of the mix, I feel like that gives me a little bit more conviction with trusting them. They got a 3.97 bullpen ERA, which isn't great, but not awful, and a whip of 1.16. So seeing all these advantages for the Angels, naturally you're assuming they're a sizable favorite, and they are. They opened up at minus 185, and the love has continuously showed for them. Right now at Bet Rivers, again, they open minus a buck 85. They are now up to minus 205 on the money line. Kansas City open as a plus 155 dog. Now they're plus 175. Total for this game open eight and a half. It's ticked up to nine with a little juice to the under minus 120. Looks like it's going to be a hotter day out there on the West Coast. Wind should be blowing out. So it has gone up to nine, but hasn't been too crazy since that initial movement. Don't want to lay the minus 205 on the money line, right? We're not looking to lay that chalk. So instead, we look at the side of the run line, meaning the Angels got to win by two or more. And currently at Bet Rivers, the price on the, run, uh, on the run line, excuse me, is plus 104. I actually thought it was going to be in the minus column. I thought we were going to have to pay a little bit. Not much, but maybe in the region of, you know, minus 103 to minus 110. But earlier today, uh, when I was talking on the Chicago City cast, plus 110 was the number I was able to get in Illinois. So the fact that you're able to get some plus money, I know it's not a lot, but enough with this Angels team, in my opinion, to make this bet enticing, that's the angle I'm going to go with. You have the clear pitching advantage to Cindergard, especially at home. 
You got the bad advantage to the Angels at home and just the overall team at this point. So, yeah, the line movement has shown you the market has given some respect to the home squad, and I'm going to follow that and trust this Angels team. So I'm going with the run line on Los Angeles. Again, I took plus 110, would take anything in the plus column for the Angels on the run line tonight against the Royals. So that's our official play on the diamond this evening. I did want to talk about another game tonight. This one, I think, is going to be a great game to kind of sit back and assess, right? We don't have to bet every game, but we can certainly take notes on some of them for future use. And I think a good example of that will be in our neck of the woods here in the Windy City where the White Sox are taking on the Blue Jays. The White Sox took one out of three in their past series against the Astros. Toronto themselves, uh, they just dropped two out of three against the Yankees, so they're looking to get a little bit of momentum coming into Chicago. They swept the White Sox when they just met in Toronto. But the White Sox, you know, they picked it up a little bit. Can't really trust them still. We understand that. And you can't trust them against righties. So Jose Barrios is going to be taking the bump for the Blue Jays. Now, his numbers have not been the greatest. If you've been betting in baseball consistently, you know this. He's kind of been unreliable. He definitely gets a little boost from being on a solid team with a great offense from time to time. That is the Toronto Blue Jays. But his record is 5-2, and two, help from his teammates. His other numbers kind of show you what is true expectations should be and his ERA is 4.65 his FIP is 445 and his Sierra is over four home run to fly ball ratio of over 13 percent and on the road he's got about a six ERA and a 358 Woba so he has been a mess on the road this season the odd thing about Barrios is that you know as volatile as he has been for whatever reason this is just the White Sox catching some bad luck as they continue to do so it seems He's 12-5 and five with a 3-1-2 ERA against the Southsiders in 21 career starts. It's his highest win total against any opponent in Major League Baseball. Seems pretty fitting for the White Sox. But what's very just, you know, making this game interesting from both the fan standpoint and just the betting assessing standpoint is Lance Lynn taking the bump for the White Sox. He finally came back last week, went up against the Tigers, only went about 4.1 innings pitched and allowed just three earned runs. But what was concerning out of Lynn is that he allowed 10 hits in that game. Now, the Sox did win 9-5. to It helps when you're going against the Tigers, who may struggle to put runners in. The Blue Jays ain't going to do that, right? They're going to take advantage of those opportunities. He's also 1-3 with a 4.21 ERA and nine career appearances against Toronto. And to furthermore maybe take you away from this White Sox side, and I'm not saying that's what I want to do, but what you got to know going into this game is that the White Sox are awful against righties. We know that the splits between righties and lefties are enormous. Against righties are bad. But what gets even worse is when they face righties at home for whatever reason, they got a 580 OPS, 242 BABIP, and a 69 WRC+. Remember, you want to be above 100. They're dead last in that category. Absolutely struggling in that regard. The Blue Jays do fairly well against left or righties, pardon me, 109 WRC plus and a 323 Woba. So look, the Blue Jays on any given day can beat any team, especially a White Sox team that is struggling at home against righties. The market's going to move toward the White Sox here. Bet Rivers opened them a little bit around plus 120 or so, and now they're at plus 114. There could be some value with Chicago, but more importantly, this could be a lower scoring affair with some bad bats and maybe some solid pitching that could increase in this given situation. So consider those angles for that game here on the south side. But again, our official play, we're going with the Angels on the run line. More baseball action with our guy Dan Leach next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and don't forget Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available and you'll be hooked up with several episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can always follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 As for VEASAN, the sports betting network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. We're now going to welcome in one of our favorite guests and a man who just seems to always hit it big time. That is Dan Leach at Dan Leach 971 host of the Detroit City Cast. My goodness, Dan, you're hitting on Matt Fitzpatrick at 25-1 to at the U.S. Open this past weekend. Tell me your thought process going into it, why you singled him out. I know you had probably a few other bets, but why he was one of your guys you chose. And uh, were you sweating it out at the end? What was kind of going through your mind there? Well, first off, Danny, I'm not greedy, but I thought I was your favorite guest. So, I mean, I guess I'll accept <laughs> one of your favorite guests. That's fine. But uh, listen, when you look at the, you know, the majors and you look at, you know, the way that guys like Fitzpatrick and uh, another play, I had Zala Torres as well. We just were talking about that off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did have Finau and Shane Lowry, which did not work out so well for me. But Fitzpatrick to me and Zala Torres also now are the best players until yesterday to have not won a major. And I first off, Fitzpatrick won the USAM nine years ago there. He knew Brookline probably better than anybody. He had no studio US Open in decades. And I just the, the his form was getting better. I looked at some of the metrics of the way he'd been playing at courses similar. I mean, Brookline's kind of a very old school country club. It's called the country club because it was the first country club. So I just loved you know, him coming in the way he was playing, some of the numbers I was looking at, and I just felt like it was time for either him or Zalatoris, these two best golfers in the world that had yet to win a major to get it done. And and one of the things that I've talked about with you on this show and on my Detroit City cast is, first off, I love golf betting. Obviously, it's my seventh outright this year. Uh, but the, there's no more value in, in betting golf or horse racing. And I stay away most of the time from the top four or five favorites, guys like Scheffler for this you know tournament or John Rahm, Justin Thomas, because they rarely win. The Masters, I had Scotty Scheffler. The favorites were Thomas and Rahm. The favorite hadn't won the Masters since 2004. So I look for you know the value, whether it's a 20 to 1, Fitzpatrick 25 to 1, you know, guys in the 30s or 40s or 50 to 1 range. Shane Lowry, I got a 30 to 1, and I felt really good about Shane Lowry with the way that the, the country club at Brookline set up. And, and that's yeah, to talk about sweating it out. That that bunker shot. On 18, I mean, of course, the announcing team's like, the only thing you can't do is go there. And he goes there with a one-shot <laughs> lead. But that bunker shot on 18, Danny, I was watching with my dad on Father's Day. We had a great little barbecue with fillets and Wagyu beef and baked beans. And we're like, I always give him a part of my action. He's my dad. And once he hit that bunker shot and got safely onto the green, I'm like, we just want a lot of money. And he's like, yes, I could buy some, I could buy a, Papa could buy a brand new bag. But that was such a gutsy shot by him. You feel for Zalatoris. He is now, it's six times in nine majors that he's played. He's in the top 10. He was in the PGA playoff 
with uh, Justin Thomas and barely missed that birdie punt to get to a playoff against Fitzpatrick. It's only a matter of when, not if, Will Zalatoris will win a major. And when he does, the floodgates, like maybe with Fitzpatrick, are going to open up big time, Danny, and he's going to win multiple majors. But yesterday was a day for the ages for the Englishman, Matthew Fitzy Fitzpatrick. Well, Dan, we're happy to hear you had a great Father's Day and that you're able to cash in on that 25-1 to play with Fitzpatrick coming through for the U.S. Open. I know you're ready to get right back into it tonight with plenty of plays. So let's jump into it, my friend. We got some action on the diamond naturally. And, hey, you know, you're kind of attesting to the crowd here. We always appreciate that. You're betting uh, both the Cubs and the White Sox tonight. Well, look at this Cubs game, all right? They're in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. Somehow took two out of three against Atlanta at the friendly confines. And tonight, uh, they're catching even money as a slight underdog. Pittsburgh getting a little bit of late steam up to minus a buck 17. Total we see at eight and a half, Dan. I, you know, I was tempted to look at the side of Pittsburgh fading Killian in this spot. Ultimately, I just opted out of it. Going to just see how this game goes down. It's an ugly matchup overall. Uh, what do you think happens tonight out there in Pittsburgh? Danny, if you love pitching, don't watch this game because you got right. two guys with a combined 12-5 ERA, 0-8. Brubaker is 0-7 with a 4-5 ERA. Listen, I, I played this early in the day, and, and unfortunately, tonight's lines will move, but I did get it at 7.5. It's now 8.5. I'm not going to tell people just to jump on it. I think there will be a lot of runs scored in Pittsburgh tonight, but a full run, it's different if it was like a 7.5 to an 8. But when you go from seven and a half, either, you know, or like an eight to an eight and a half, if you go from seven and a half to eight and a half, it's a totally different story. I have to get to eight to win. Now you got to get to nine to win. So at this point, it's a stay away from me, but I did get it at seven and a half. If you could sneak an eight out there, I would take the over. I don't like either side because both pitchers suck and they probably won't last that long. But this to me is a play on the over. And unfortunately, like I said, the lines can move. Got to get on that Detroit City Cast, uh, you know, listening experience early in the day. Uh, but I do like the over in this game. I think it's going to definitely go over. All right. Well, speaking of another game, it seems like you're expecting a decent amount of runs. The other Chicago team, the White Sox, taking on the Blue Jays. This one has not moved too much. I mean, I saw it as low as eight and a half at the original opener. But since then, it's been fairly steady at nine. To the over, the juice is about minus 113. So why do you think there could be a good amount of runs tonight here on the south side by us? Well, and, and this is one of those situations, like you mentioned, where the line has not moved off a of nine. There's some like minus 113s, minus 115s, but I still, I still like the, you know, the nine is obviously where it started. That's where we're going. And I look first off, the you're in Chicago, the White Sox, you know, just destroyed the Tigers last week. They're one of the few Larusa proof teams in baseball. So at least the White Sox got that going for them. But I look <laughs> at, uh, you know, the, the pitching matchup tonight. Uh, in Chicago, you know, you got Lance Lynn with that six-two-three ERA. You got Barrios, who obviously has he's five and two, good good win total. Uh, but the ERA closer to five than it isn't. And I think you're going to see a lot. Of the Blue Jays. There was a stretch. I think they, they the over went it went over ten of like thirteen games or something like that. The Blue Jays score a ton of runs. I think the White Sox can eke out some tonight. And I do like there to be at least you know ten, eleven, twelve runs scored in this one. I think you're going to see some runs scored early, and then maybe kind of the middle innings, maybe a little slower, and then more of the sixth, seventh, and eighth. So I, I, I look for this game with the you know the weather hot in Chicago, ninety degrees. The ball can be jumping uh, you know out of the park, and I like the over in this one tonight as well. With the Blue Jays and the Sox, if you, I just, I'll say one thing here, Danny. I, I don't like to try to find unders. I mean, occasionally I will, but in Major League Baseball, especially now since we've you know the calendar turned to June and it's gotten hotter. Remember, we are having seven and a halfs and sevens as a lot of the totals earlier in the right. season. I really look, look to try to identify overs because most of the, the great value is on that. I'm not going to also cheer against runs, so that's where I'm, most of the plays that I look at these days aside from sides are overs. Yeah, and all eyes will be on Lance Lynn in his first home start this season for the White Sox. Gave up 10 hits to your Tigers last go-around, so we'll see if yep. the Blue Jays can expose him and bring those runs in. And look, it could be a good pitching matchup between those two. Could be a lot of offense. And hey, I'm, I'm kind of thinking here this is going to be a good pitching matchup, Dan. But look, uh, the market's telling us that it may not be, or rather that there's a big advantage on one side compared to the other, and that's an NL Central 
face off with the Brewers and the Cardinals. Now you got Michaelis for the Cardinals who's coming off that almost no hitter in his last outing. You got Corbin Burns who has been exceptional this year. Obviously not as great as last year. Tough to replicate that. But Milwaukee's up to minus 175 in this game. St. Louis catching plus 148. This total we see at 8 with some juice to the under. Again, it looks like the market likes the Brewers a lot. Maybe Michaelis is due to have a tough start against the Brewers. He's seen him a couple times and Milwaukee's got to him once. Uh, what do you think can happen there in Milwaukee? Yeah, Danny, you know, Burns might not be the favorite right now for the NL Cy Young, but he's right in the mix. And boy, what a pitcher he is. And what a team, you know, Milwaukee is, is trying to become. I'm not going to lay the 170 on the on the Brewers. I don't think that this is the night where you kind of, you know, try to get a nice little underdog play uh, with St. Louis. For, so for me, I got this over. I got the total at seven and a half. And I'm seeing eights, even money, plus 102. Uh, so it's another over for me. I, I think the balls are going to be jumping out of parks tonight. And I, I know Milwaukee's got, you know, an indoor stadium. But you you look at this matchup and it looks like it's going to be a low scoring game. A lot of times when you've got these two solid top level pitchers, you mentioned the almost no hitter uh, for Nicholas the other day. I think you might see more runs than people are expecting. I know you mentioned that there's definitely some juice on the under now that it's gone to eight, but I like this going. I got it at seven and a half. I like this game going over maybe just by, you know, the half run there. Maybe it's a five, three game, uh, you know, or a, a six, two game or something like that. Uh, so for me, I like the over in this. It's a, it's a day of overs here on rush hour, Danny, for me at least. All right, Dan, we got about 30 seconds left. Game three of the Stanley cup finals. What do you think for this game? And then the rest of the series? Ugh, it's been garbage so far. I was totally wrong about oh, game two. I really thought the Lightning would stabilize it. To me, the only play, and I made this earlier today, I took the Lightning plus five to one in this series because if they obviously win tonight, those odds are going to get cut in half or more. Can they come back and, and do what they did to the Rangers and win four in a row? Probably not. But can they win game three and make this at least a series? I believe they can. I'm not going to take the individual game. I like the value of the five to one. So uh, I'm rooting on the Lightning to try to get back in this thing. And until you are you knock off the champ, Danny, you know, the back-to-back -back champs, uh, it's like Holyfield Lewis when it was a draw in that first fight. Everyone thought Lewis won. Until then, I'm going to stick with the champs. At DanLeach971, where you could follow for more of his content on Twitter and catch him hosting the Detroit City Cats. Dan, you're the best. Thank you, and best luck with your plays, buddy. Honor and pleasure is mine. Hello, Nashville. <laughs> you gotta love it. Coming next, Adam Burke, more baseball here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets Podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only out in Sin City, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the VEASAN Best Bets Podcast right now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. All righty, welcome back into the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And once again, welcome into our new affiliate out in Nashville on 94.9 The Fan. And our next guest is a name you're going to be hearing pretty frequently here. Does excellent work at VEASAN, write-ups in baseball every single day. You can follow him on Twitter, at Skating Tripods. It's Mr. Adam Burke, a.k.a. my long-lost stepbrother. There's the beautiful picture. It's the, uh, you know, the mix-up of the original stepbrother's picture for everybody listening in, and then they got our faces plastered on there instead. We're still waiting to get those sweater vests. We got to hope in some, or hope some of our bets come in more consistently here with baseball, and I know Adam's got a couple of them dialed up tonight, and we could pull the trigger. Adam, I was talking to you off air, my man, and uh, I was looking at this Giants and Braves game, right? It's a good pitching matchup, and as good of a pitching matchup as it is, Atlanta's kind of a sizable favorite here at Bet Rivers, minus a buck fifty-five. You're you're getting San Francisco plus one thirty-three, and the total at about eight. What went into your thought process for this matchup down in Atlanta tonight? Yeah, you know, obviously the Braves playing extremely well here of late, but a big reason for that is they've played nobody. They've played a lot of nobodies here over the last couple of weeks. I know that they just lost a series actually to your Chicago Cubs, but you know, they uh they just haven't played guys that are capable of striking them out. And the biggest issue for this Atlanta offense throughout the course of the season has been a high swinging strike rate and a high strikeout rate. And Logan Webb is a guy that 
got off to a very slow start in the month of April in terms of striking out opposing batters, but he's been 24, 25% since, swinging strike rate up to 11%, and that's actually been even better here in the month of June. So the Giants have figured out how to optimize his arsenal once again. He's been very, very effective, borderline dominant in terms of striking guys out here of late, or at least getting swings and misses. So I get a really tough matchup for the Atlanta offense. I really wanted to fire on that plus money price with San Francisco, but I couldn't find anything to dislike about Max Freed. Max Freed has just been so good year in and year out. He's a guy that gets bet up in the market with regularity, although that hasn't happened here for the most part so far today. But I just thought, you know what? I can't find a reason to fade Max Freed, but I really want to back Logan Webb in some way here. I think a Logan Webb strikeout prop is not a bad look, but I went ahead and took the under eight in this one at minus 110. Uh, both of these bullpens have been very solid. The Braves, one of the best bullpens in baseball. Giants have been better of late. So looking for a low scoring game here tonight down in Georgia. Now, I think you brought up a very intriguing point at the beginning of your assessment, Adam, in the sense that the Braves have kind of been beating up on these lower type of teams throughout Major League Baseball. Is this something that makes you kind of look at Atlanta and go, ah, eh, the jury's still out on them, whether they can be trusted against a top-tier competition and then making a deep run in the postseason? I get that that's still a far ways out, but is this going to kind of change your, again, thinking of how to bet Atlanta against more of those top-tier teams? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, look, you have to beat the teams that are on the schedule. It's all you can do is just play whoever's on your schedule. And, and for Atlanta, they ran into a really good stretch at a really good time where they needed to rattle off a lot of wins to kind of get back into that race. The biggest thing for me, Danny, is Atlanta's offense against guys that can actually generate swings and misses. Because when you play teams like Oakland, teams like Colorado, teams like Pittsburgh, you don't really get a lot of those guys that are capable of missing bats. They just don't have top tier stuff to be able to do that. The good teams are good teams because generally they have a lot of good pitching and the Giants are a good team because of their starting pitching and because of their offense. And so I think that this could be a little bit of a tough series for Atlanta. Again, I wish I had more confidence in going against Max Freed, but without a doubt, you know, they will struggle against pitchers that do generate swing and miss that can get strikeouts. And they faced a lot of those early on in the year, talking about facing the Mets and the Marlins and teams like that. But going into that run, yeah, they got healthy against bad teams. But as you said, that is something you'd worry about long term of can they beat higher level competition? So, Adam, you speak of great pitching and we've got a fantastic matchup tonight with the Rays and the Yankees. McClanahan, Garrett Cole. How about this total at six in the hook? I feel like we have seen that a few times this season, but seldom does it happen in Major League Baseball. But when you got a premier uh, uh, pitching matchup excuse me, like this, well, you're going to get it from time to time. And by the way, Yankees a slight favorite, minus 129. Rays a home underdog, plus 110. So what do we do with that low total of six in the hook? You know, th this is a very similar thing to me where I wanted to play Tampa Bay. I really wanted to play Tampa Bay here in this home dog role with McClanahan, the AL Cy Young favorite on the mound. He matches up good against every lineup, but I think he also matches up pretty well against this Yankees lineup. You know, three of the runs he gave up in his last start against New York were unearned. He should have been out of the inning. They intentionally walked Kiner Falefa and Higashioka hit three on homer off of him. Those things happened, but McClanahan was way better in that start than his final numbers would suggest. I wanted to play him tonight, but it's very hard to go against Garrett Cole. You know, Garrett Cole, even without the sticky stuff that, you know, he had to deal with uh, without last year, he's still really, really good. So I wanted to back both of these guys. And so I did it tonight with that under six and a half. And it's a very low total. I get that. It's definitely concerning because the, the one thing about these two guys, they will give up home runs. You know, you look at Garrett Cole, 18 of his 27 runs allowed this season via the long ball. McClanahan, 16 of his 21 runs coming off of home runs. So that's a thing. And if it happens, if they get a three-run homer tonight, this dead's, this bet's probably dead. But, you know, look, the Yankees didn't use Clay Holmes or Michael King yesterday, so their bullpen's in great shape. McClanahan's been working deep into games for the Rays. I took the under six and a half. I'm hoping for a two-to-one, three-to-two type of game. But, I mean, I, I had to trust both of these starters here. I think these are good matchups for them in a ballpark that suppresses offense. So looking for a low-scoring one tonight at the Trop. Adam, I want to ask you a kind of more of a futures question here, and I know you may not necessarily be all in on this category, but I was talking about this on Friday night, and it just kind of piqued my interest because here in Chicago, we've seen Christopher Morell 
really succeed with the Cubs in this short stint thus far. And he's been a bright spot in these dark days. And so that got me curious about his odds for NL Rookie of the Year. And they were as high as 32 to 1 at Bet Rivers. And then you had some other guys in the mix. And man, I was looking at some of these odds and I, I was a little shocked with a guy like Brendan Donovan with the cards at 25 to 1. So long story short, I took a little bit of a flyer on Morrell, 32 to 1, Donovan, 25 to 1. And then Michael Harris, I got him at about 13 to 1. Has there been any rookie that has really stood out compared to the others in the National League? I know Gore has been the short shot as of late since Suzuki's been injured, but has there been anybody that you're like, man, this may be a good bet right now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a ton of line equity on him anymore, but what Spencer Strider is doing for Atlanta has yeah. been remarkable. I mean, you know, now that he's in the starting rotation, he's not only going to get a little bit more fanfare and a little bit more run, but also he has the chance to really run up his numbers now that he's not pitching in middle relief or something like that to where he could get six, seven, eight strikeouts to start and, and really push himself you know, up that board a little bit. I still think, and, and I don't know when the Pirates are going to stop sitting on their wallets and actually call this kid up, but when O'Neill Cruz gets here, he should be an impact player. I mean, there's a very realistic chance that the current national, that the National League Rookie of the Year isn't currently in the major leagues. So this could be kind of one of those Wander Franco situations where he comes up and he's just so good and so dominant for half a season that he wins the award. I think if you find a decent price on O'Neill Cruz, that's maybe a guy you want to look at, but for me, I think it's Strider, and especially if Atlanta is able to keep this thing going where, as sad as it is, a lot of these awards also become team awards where your team has to be good. And if the Braves are able to make the playoffs or make some kind of push, that could be what puts Strider over the top because, you know, Morrell with the Cubs, they're not really going anywhere. Cruz could be really good, but the Pirates are, you know, not a very good team. So, you know, I, it's a tough market because it's, it's very reactionary. It's very knee-jerk the way that the odds move around. But I wouldn't be shocked if O'Neill Cruz still wins NL Rookie of the Year when all is said and done, even though he's not even up here yet, you know, as we're about a month away from the All-Star break. Yeah, you're right. The spotlight on some of those top teams certainly help, and Strider has been huge for Atlanta. Man, it's going to be an exciting field to see come down to the wire, and I know you'll have plenty more coverage on it because you can check out Adam Burke's write-ups, VSIN.com, every single day, what happened the day before, the market movements, weather reports, and his best bets at VSIN.com, covering all things Major League Baseball. So, Adam, we appreciate you taking some time. Keep up the great work. Always look forward to it. Absolutely. Take care, Danny. You got it. And hey, make sure you follow Adam on Twitter at Skating Tripods and make sure you check out the VEASAN Summer Special because it's here right now, folks. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now to the end of July. So when you sign up, you get VEASAN's daily best bets, like we said, which includes Adam Burke's top plays in Major League Baseball. You also get NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which also features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, again, the cost is only $19, and you'll be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com summer. That's V-S-I-N.com summer. One more segment to go here on Rush Hour. We got some Stanley Cup action to look forward to, baby. Game three of the finals, some props, some series bets, and much more. Stick around. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Rivers Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or to make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. So go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or to BetRivers.com and make your same game parlays in baseball today. Plenty of action to choose from. And hey, we still got plenty of action to go here on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, where you can follow along on Twitter. We gave you out one baseball play earlier today, and we'll revisit that momentarily. But we have yet to spend some time talking some puck here on the program. We've got Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. And, man, we're hoping for a better effort out of the uh, team that's trailing 2-0 right now, which would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. And in this spot tonight, they are the slight favorite back at home, the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs minus 110 as their current odds at Bet Rivers, whereas we see Colorado about minus 107. The puck line for Colorado, if you like them, kind of tempting, honestly, plus 225. Tampa Bay catching the puck in the hook, minus 278. Now, if you were listening to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bon and Tony earlier, they were discussing this total that had moved, and yeah, it was at six. Pretty much all day, and even when I got into the sports book, I saw that it had moved now down to five and a half at Bet Rivers. The juice is on the over now that it's moved, minus 124. The unders plus 105. I did kind of like this total under the number of six. I didn't play it, but that probably would have been my top approach to this game. I'm kind of all over the place with this series right now. The only bet that we've made was the pre-series play of over five and a half games. And you know what? Even after game one, I was feeling pretty good about that. And then we saw that absolute dud in game two where the Lightning dropped it 7 nothing. All right. So, you know, if you get a live angle with this total, maybe you get some early scoring somehow and you get that number back up to six or six and a half, then I would probably consider jumping in on it from the in-game perspective at a better number than five and a half. Even though you're getting plus money, still not worth it to me. I think this game can easily get to six. So in an ideal world, yeah, you get some early goals, you get six and a half or higher. Before the game, you kind of still thought it would be a lower scoring affair, even if it does come out quickly with some scores then you can jump in on that. That may be my approach in terms of the in-game betting perspective. And like I said, for the outright game, you would want to bet Tampa Bay here, right? This would be their spot to win. They need to win this game. All right, and the market, again, very slightly going toward their side as the favorable side in this game. But man, the Avalanche have just been lighting it up. They've been aggressive. They've been quick. They've been elusive. They've been everything you want in a team to back 
especially in the Stanley Cup Finals. You've kind of seen that tank run low on the side of Tampa Bay. And look, they've had a harder path getting here. They've played more games. It has been a struggle. And we thought that they would have the advantage in the net, but you got to tip your cap to Darcy Kemper, or more so at least just the defense overall from Colorado who have been limiting the shot opportunities for Tampa Bay. All right? I mean, Kemper's only allowed three goals considering he had a shutout in game two. He has stopped 36 out of 39 shots, 92.3% on his saves this series. As for Vasilevsky, a big advantage we all thought, you know, if you were kind of looking on the side of Tampa Bay that the Lightning would have, he, of course, has been in shambles. He's 0-2, allowed 11 goals, 57 out of 68 shots he has saved. Same percentage of 84%. And look, it's not all Andre Vasilevsky's fault. The defense have not been setting, in, uh, setting him up for success. And the giveaways have been costly. Colorado taking advantage of power play opportunities, which Tampa Bay still has yet to do, which you need to do against this already dominant Colorado defense. Where has that been? Can you get that tonight out of the lightning at home? I don't know. It might be too late for him because we even talked about it with Andy McNeil and I was like, you know, I want to get the adjusted price on Tampa Bay. I still think they make this a series after game one, but I want to see what happens in game two. I didn't like him in game two, so I figured we'd get a better number on them for the adjusted series price. I didn't think they'd get smoked 7 nothing. Now this kind of changes my thoughts on wanting to get involved in that adjusted series price because we did that against the Rangers. You can come back from 2-0 against New York, right? Colorado's a different beast, but you're seeing these adjusted numbers now. Tampa Bay about 5-1 to one to come back in this series, all right? You could do that. That is some value. Let's be honest. Minus 670 on the side of Colorado. But I was talking about this on the city cast, the Chicago city cast being, and instead of doing 5-1, to one, you're still getting the markets offered for the exact outcome of the series, meaning, for example, Colorado to sweep is plus 220. Colorado to win in five at Bet Rivers is plus 220. So if you have a lot of confidence, enough conviction in this Tampa Bay team, instead of doing five to one, you should just look to bet them to win in six and to win in seven, respectively, because for Tampa Bay to win in six, you're getting 14 to one on the value. For them to win in seven, you're getting plus 850. So if they do end up winning in seven or six, say you put in 100 bucks in each of them, well, if they win in six, obviously you'd be netting that $1,400 profit, and then you would lose the 100, but that would still be more than the five-to-one payout. And same thing for the plus 850. You would end up getting the 750 in return because you lose the 100 on the investment for them to win in six, both giving you more money than your investment on the five-to-one. What's the catch? Well, you're betting two separate bets. So if they lose, then you would lose, depending on how much you bet, twice the amount. But in that case, you could just do a half a unit, right? Half a unit on each instead of one standard unit on both of them. But again, this just comes down to what you're comfortable with and where your confidence level is at with Tampa Bay. And I'd be shocked to see anybody who has a lot of conviction in this team based on what we've seen these last two games, especially game two. That tank just seems empty for Tampa Bay. We're hoping they make it a series. We need it for our over five and a half games played in the series bet. By the way, that number now is at plus 117. Under five and a half games is minus a buck 48. Tampa Bay needs to win this game. The desperation levels are at an all-time high. Will the Colorado Avalanche be complacent? I don't know. You got a bunch of hungry guys over there who are itching to get a cup, and they're not going to let anything get in their way. Now, I don't want to bet Tampa Bay here because, again, I honestly still think Colorado may have a slight advantage in the spot. But game four, I don't think Tampa Bay will get swept. And I'll be curious to see if Colorado does win this game, if then we see Tampa Bay as the underdog in game four. And if they're giving you even money or better, I'd be tempted to look at Tampa Bay, despite what we've seen this entire series, for the back-to-back -back champion to get swept in the finals. I don't know. That seems tough to do. But maybe then at that point, they're really exhausted, depleted, and Colorado really has had stranglehold on them. But the slight movement for Game 3 has gone toward the side of Tampa Bay. We'll see if they can pull it through. But aside from the totals and the sides and the adjusted series prices, what about some props in this game? There's been one guy that I know... Decent senior NHL analyst Andy McNeil's been loving to bet. And that Valari Nichuskin, uh, he has been getting a lot of attempts at the net this series. He's averaging 3.6 shots on goal per game. He's gotten five and six respectively, uh, but 3.6 being the entire postseason, not just for the series, right? 
But two and a half is the number they're giving you at a majority of books in the state of Illinois. And the best odds I saw to the over were minus 160 for over two and a half shots on goal for a guy who's been averaging 3.6 this entire postseason. Got five in game two against Tampa Bay and then six in game one. He also had two goals in game two and one goal in game one. The dude has been crushing it thus far. Can he do it again? And is it worth to lay that juice minus 160 to the over? You know, it's a little bit different dynamic. Them being up 2-0, are they going to be the aggressor? Is it a different dynamic on the road? Something to ponder, but he has been hitting that a decent amount. He's gone over it in 11 out of 16 games this postseason. So if you don't mind laying the juice, you think it's going to stay the same with his action on the ice, considering the juice can over two and a half shots on goal, minus 160. And that would also caught my attention, just the goalie props, the saves, from each goalie. Vasilevsky's at 32 and a half. The under is the slight favorite, minus 120. Uh, he had 34 saves in game one, but just 23 in game two. This postseason, the Avalanche are getting about 40 shots on goal per game, and the Avalanche on the road, averaging a little less, about 38.3. Vasilevsky, will he be getting over 32 and a half, or can the defense limit Colorado shot attempts? I'd lean toward the under. I get why the juice is there. You gotta know and think Tampa Bay will be the aggressor in this spot which leads us to Darcy Kemper. Then will he go over 27.5, which is his number? Well, the juice seems to think so. Minus 115 to the over. Saved just 20 shots in game one. Game two, 16. Only 16. You got to have more than that. The Lightning averaging 31 shots on goal per game this postseason, but at home, 34 shots on goal. So maybe he gets more opportunities and you can consider the over. Not officially doing anything in this game i'm just hoping tampa bay comes through we need more action baby we love betting the puck and we want it to go deeper let's hope it's a close one let's hope it's a fun one and uh, let's hope it results in a tampa bay win what we're also hoping for is our one official play tonight our danny's dime is going to be the angels on the run line which we talked about at the beginning of the show fading boobich liking Cindergard in this spot at home and the bats for Los Angeles took plus 110 on the run line out on the west coast with the Angels so that's what we're rocking with tonight best of luck with whatever you tell once again I'm Danny Burke at Danny Burke Fiber. you can follow on Twitter we will be here for the remainder of the week and shout out to 94.9 the fan in Nashville welcome to VSIN and we'll catch up again tomorrow At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.